You're listening to Podfabula Productions, a mashup of fiction, nonfiction, ideas, and commentary, created and narrated by your author host, Victor Aquista. Today's episode, The Magicians of Venice, Book One, The Immortal City. Ah, Venice. That short sound clip brings back memories of my visit to the immortal city years ago. Canals, gondoliers, Piazza San Marco, Carnival. The city is vibrant and alive, rich in history and tradition. It truly is a magical place, and therefore the perfect location to start the Magicians of Venice series. I'm so pleased to profile author Amy Quiverlainen's excellent fantasy novel. This is not the Tolkien fantasy world of elves, dwarves, and dragons. Instead, it is based upon Atlantean myth and lore. The author has done extensive research into the history of Atlantis and weaves a tale of murder, mystery, suspense, along with a splash of romance. It's a very enjoyable novel. I'll read you the back jacket, a brief excerpt, and then my review. I'm holding back on a surprise I'll share with you at the end. And now, as the Venetians themselves might say, Andiamo! Let's go! The Immortal City by Amy Quiverlainen In the heart of Venice, a woman is sacrificed to a forgotten god, sparking a mystery lost for thousands of years. Dr. Penelope Brin is ridiculed by the academic community for her quest to find the remnants of Atlantis. But when an ancient and mysterious script is found at the murder site, she flies to Venice determined to help the police before the killer strikes again. Penelope has spent her entire life trying to ignore the unexplainable and magical history of Atlantis, but when she meets the enigmatic Alexis Donato, everything she believes will be challenged. Little does she know, Alexis has spent the last three years doing his best to sabotage Penelope's career so she doesn't learn the truth. Atlantis had seven magicians who survived and who he has a duty to protect. As Alexis draws her into the darkly seductive world of magic and history, Penelope will have to use her heart as well as her head if she is to find the answers she seeks. With the new Moe's system due to come online and Carnival exploding around them, Penelope and Alexis will have to work together to stop the killer and prevent dark magic from pulling Venice into the sea. It was midnight when Dr. Alessa Cristiano's phone rang in her office at Sapienza in Rome. Pronto, she answered barely looking up from her computer screen where she was composing a lecture on the Roman conquest of Egypt. Alessa, I'm glad you are awake, a painfully familiar voice said. I should have known you would still be working. Says the man also still working. What do you want, Marco? Her ex-lover's voice didn't sound drunk, but she detected a note of trouble in it. I need your expertise, Dottore. I've mailed you some photos I need you to look at. Marco, I really don't have time. It's a case, Alessa, he insisted. This is the Polizia di Strato asking, not Marco Dandolo, the Coglione. 
Per favore, Bella, a woman is dead. Fine, fine, I'll take a look. Alessa sighed and clicked through the pages on her screen to bring up her emails. I need to warn you, the pictures, Marco began, but she had already opened the first one. Mio Dio, Alessa cried, crossing herself twice. Who would do such a thing? A sick bastard. Click on the other attachments. There is some script I'm hoping you can decipher. It might give me an idea who did this. Alessa downloaded and scrolled through the other photos, zooming in on the graffitied wall. It's a hoax. What do you mean? Marco asked. I mean, apart from the three main symbols, which are alchemical, the rest of the script is completely made up. What do the three main symbols mean? I don't know alchemy, Marco. Look them up. I've seen them before, but the rest is bullshit. How do you know? A few years ago, a fragment of a stone tablet was found near Crete. It had a similar sort of disjointed, cuneiform style of writing. Your wall looks like a fanatic has created a full alphabet from it and finger-painted it on his murder site. Alessa looked at the next picture. It's all gibberish, Marco. There was a long pause, and then the sound of a metal lighter flicking open from the other line. They'd broken up years ago, but whenever Alessa smelled M.S. tobacco, she still thought of him. I see your sister's hypnotist has failed again. You need to stop paying her. She's Isabella's wife's sister. If I don't let her hypnotize me, they will try and set me up on a date with her. If she were any good, she could just hypnotize you into sleeping with her. You said fanatic, Marco commented thoughtfully. Why that word? Only someone obsessed with the legends would go to that much effort to create a full alphabet over an artifact that doesn't prove a thing. She rubbed the lenses of her glasses before putting them back on. Worse than a fanatic. I think you have a true believer. In what? What legend? Alessa couldn't hold in a snort. The lost city. Atlantis. And you say they found evidence of it? asked Marco, sounding not at all phased by her revelation. No. I said they found a fragment of a stone tablet. The person who found it claimed it was evidence that Atlantis existed. She wanted funding to do an underwater dig at the site. What happened? Nothing. No professional scholar would take Atlantis seriously. She is a pariah in her field. Alessa shook her head. It's a shame. Both her parents are brilliant scholars. Anyway, there were some who believed her. They were more the New Age crowd and a few mythologists hunting the dream. And you think one of them could be our killer? I don't know, Marco. The only place I've ever seen anything like this was an attachment to the paper about the tablet. Where can I get a copy of it? I can email it to you. Alessa took one last look at the mutilated woman and shook her head. Her contract details should be at the bottom of the paper if you want to talk to her yourself. I'm sorry I can't be more helpful, mio amico. You have been an incredible help to me tonight. I knew you were the right person to call. Next time you are in Venezia, I will buy you the best meal of your life, he promised. Despite their separation, they still ate together whenever she was in Venice or he was in Rome. Inevitably, it always ended with them in bed together that night, and by morning agreeing how it was better that they had broken up. It's a deal. I hope you catch them soon, Marco, Alessa said solemnly. 
Grazie, datore. He hung up, and she sent him the paper as promised before heading out to midnight mass. Alessa wasn't God's most pious servant, but after seeing the bull-headed woman, she couldn't shake the taint of evil from her mind. And here's my five-star review. Magic, mystery, murder, and more. Kudos to author Amy Quiverlainen for creating an engaging story and memorable characters in this first installment of her The Magicians of Venice series. Atlantean lore is among my favorite topics, and this book does not disappoint in depicting an advanced civilization long gone, but still living among a handful of survivors. A ritualistic murder sacrifice has occurred, a small piece of a sinister plot. Who is responsible and why? You'll have to read The Immortal City to find out. I look forward to the continuation of this story in Book 2. And that brings me to my surprise. Book 2 in this series, The Sea of the Dead, is scheduled for release September 17th, and it's available for pre-order. So I don't have long to wait, and neither will you. If you are a fan of fantasy, magic, Atlantis, intriguing plots and characters, then conjure up Book 1 in the Magicians of Venice series. And get ready for Book 2. I'll include links in the show notes to both books and the author's website. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode. Check out the show notes for information about Podfobler Productions' Facebook page, my author website, and the eight streaming platforms that carry the show. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and keep an eye out for my upcoming suspense novel, Serpent Rising. Until next time...